Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water and was fined the great big $50 bill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Like a percolator Her perfume was made right on the grill Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil And when their ham and eggs need savor Coffee ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea No tomato juice You'll see, no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you led to the local color, serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Welcome, everybody. This is Jory and the Coffee Psychic with your psychic connection right here at Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, it is September, and you know October is right around the corner, which means Halloween. And we also know that Halloween, at the time of Halloween, the veil is the thinnest between the physical and the spiritual worlds. So we have another wonderful, special, special friend joining us tonight. This gentleman's name is Jim Heater. He is the founder of CHIPS, C-H-I-P-S. And he's going to join us. Um, He's going to talk about some of the really great, amazing experiences and stories that he has had. Of course, uh, you're always welcome to bring in your ghost stories. You know, we love having the ghost stories, the spirit experiences, things like that. And if you guys have any questions, uh, I also will be um, giving a psychic question 
answers to you guys, answering psychic questions, excuse me. And Jim is also going to be answering some questions for you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and have Jim join us. So let me let me get Jim in here. Hello, Jorianne. Jim, how are you? I am living the dream. <laughs> Exceptional. So first off, I want to say thank you uh, for joining us tonight. I really appreciate you coming on so oh. we can give a lot of information to our guests and stuff. Now, you also have your own podcast. Is that correct? Are you still doing that? or I know you have in the past, so what is that looking like these days? I am not doing that anymore. Um, yeah, okay. I had a, a podcast called called Unknown Universe, and mm. uh, you can find it you can find it on uh, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, a couple of the other ones, the old uh, um, the old shows. But yeah, you know, I'm so thinking about maybe getting back into it. So they can hear some of the stuff that you were into before. Yes, yes, a little bit of everything. Beautiful, beautiful. So. So, Jim, you and I have known each other for a long time, and yet um, yes. we haven't been, like, crazy close. But we've known each other, I don't even know nope. how many years, if it's 15 or 20 years or something. But it's been a while. And, and maybe at least that. Uh, I, I think I think the first longer. time I met you was at, uh, pardon me? Maybe longer. Well, I don't think it's going to be that long. I'd say maybe like 10. Yeah, you're probably right, 10, 15 years. I think so. I think so. And because um, I remember I remember when I met Sonny. And so Sonny yeah. is also another one of our very close friends. And it's it's really funny in the yeah. in the paranormal, in the ghost, um, ghost hunting groups, things like that, uh, we have, uh, you know, it's like crossing paths. And yes. uh, that's one thing for sure that we have done. I've seen you at other events and things like that. So I'm so glad to have you on. And it's really, really funny because I know I shared with some some of my listeners a couple of um, a couple of months ago that I had the honor of going to MUFON. I was going like, oh my God, yes. I waited so long. Uh, and what does the acronym for MUFON stand for, Jim? Tell us again what that means. It is uh, MUFO. It is yep. a mutual UFO, mutual UFO network. Network. Okay. All right. So we're, yeah. we're uh, we might have a little bit of difficulty with um, with some of the internet here. So I just want to uh, let people know that if you're in and out, and of course I always like to blame it on ghosts. Okay. Always like to blame it on ghosts. Yeah. So so I had gone there. And just funny, because you and I started talking again, and then you told me that you were a field investigator for MUFON, and I was going like, yeah. OMG. It was like, wow. Yes, I remember that conversation, yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. Yep. And it was really, it was really great, because I was gonna, I was able to share a couple of my, um, what I considered alien experiences, and you were going like, you know, I, I loved your answer. Like, you didn't really think that was a dream now, did you, Jorianne? So I love, I love <laughs> And when you're trained with MUFON, I know that they train you deeply. And it's kind of funny. I love this because 
we can go in so many different directions because, Jim, you are so uh, experienced in a lot of different areas. And I just wanted to um, let people know that sometimes we kind of do go in different directions here. But um, we can actually probably, we can field any questions about MUFON if you'd like on tonight's show, or we can have you on again about MUFON and the aliens uh, at another time. But this is what I want to start out with. So you've been a ghost investigator. You actually started your own group. Um, What I'd like to know is, how did you even get started with, like, liking dead people, or how did that world open up to you, Jim? Well, I don't, I don't really uh, have that big of an infatuation with dead people. That's, that's kind of creepy. But um, I, uh, I started, <laughs> I started back when I was doing genealogy for my family. Uh, I live about 100 and, 130 miles straight south of Chicago, still in, in okay. Illinois here. And uh, I was doing genealogy one day, and I was roaming through the uh, through a cemetery that I knew we had some. Uh, I knew I had some uh, family in, but I always took yeah. that tape recorder with me because I found it easier than writing stuff down. That was just too bulky. And right uh, so I was going through, and there's Harrison Heater and all this stuff. And, and when I got home, I was transcribing it over to uh, to paper. And I was hearing voices in the. And this is on your recording. uh, So, so this is what I want to say to my listeners. Yeah, Yeah, I want to say to my listeners, uh, Jim might have a little, um, how can I say, sensitivity around the internet. So, uh, if I need to repeat anything, Jim, I'm going to do it. I'll just ask you to repeat it. Okay. So you were hearing, you went to the cemetery, and you were getting voices on your tape recorder. Yes, I uh, I heard them after I got home. I started transcribing them over to paper. Wow! And uh, what the this was before all the the ghost huntings uh, shows and stuff on TV. And uh, so I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go back and try this again and okay. see what I get. And so I went back again. And okay. oh, sorry, the dog just dog just jumped up on me. Um, okay. So I went back Cute again. Dog, by the way, you and She's a cutie. Uh, So I went back up out again, and I got the voices again, but I also thought I heard my name. I thought I heard my name, Jim. Wow. And I just was interested in that. I was working with Dad, and she thought, let's get a group. Let's get some people together. Let's you and I do something. So we did some stuff, and... uh, Went to uh, went to one place where a uh, gentleman had uh, committed suicide in okay. a uh, in a park okay. in a in a pavilion, and uh, we walked out. Apparently, he he shot himself in the pavilion and drug himself outside the pavilion, and then he passed away outside. So we went outside. So he had enough energy to, to do... shoot himself, and he still wasn't dead yet, and he was able to have enough mobility to pull himself out of the pavilion. Yes, and then, then okay, pass away it. outside. Right on. And so we were coming back. We came back in, and when we walked through the threshold from outside into this pavilion, it was just this cold, cold chill uh, that yeah. went down, went straight down my spine, and I had a jacket on, uh, and it actually kind of hurt. The, wow. the The chill did. So we got inside, and we started doing some uh, – 
uh, some more EVPs and asked him to change the temperature inside the uh, inside the uh, pavilion. Okay. It was an open pavilion, but uh, the temperature, if I remember right, this was many, many, this was like 15, 16 years ago. Uh, okay. The, the temperature, we actually got him to take the temperature down. I want to say like 20, maybe 30 degrees. And uh, wow. you know, each time it, the, the, the thermometer went down, you know, we thanked him and, okay, great, you're doing good. Can you take it down another three degrees? And and it would go. It would go down three degrees or whatever we asked him to do. So, listen, and, at that time, at that time, when I remember doing the yeah. paranormal investigations in the past, we had what's called a tri-field meter. And, right. Um, and I don't remember if the tri-field meter was measuring the temperature or what it was measuring. But what do you know what tools that they currently have right now, like the new ghost boxes and stuff like that, or well, are they still using the tri-field meters, or what are they using today, well, they're, Jim? They're still using a tri-field. They're still using a tri-field. But I've never really been that big on all the bells and whistles they use nowadays. I just like okay. my camera and my recorder. And yeah, uh, I just go I in and that. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, number one, I can't afford all the stuff that they have uh, out there nowadays. Right. Some of them get really expensive. But and, uh, and actually, what I like know. using is just me talking to the dead people, honestly, and then they tell me. Yeah. And if I'm hearing some, you know, when I'm with other paranormal investigators, one case we did was I heard a bell ringing. And then when they played back, because I said I'm hearing a bell ringing, they played back their tapes. There was a bell ringing literally caught on the recording at the time I said I'm hearing a bell ringing. So, so nice. that's the fun right there. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, like I, said, I just like I, said, I can't afford this stuff, so I uh, just use what uh, what I have available. I do have uh, a couple uh, uh, a couple meters that just uh, measure the uh, electricity or, or the Shoot, uh, it's been a long time. Um, it, it's, it's just a, a meter that I use, and then my my camera and my uh, Got it. my recorder, my digital voice recorder, and uh, that seems to be working okay with me. Okay, okay. So I noticed also. So so you just got started with uh, your genealogy, going to the cemetery. Yeah. That- Speaking with yeah, your many dead relatives, yeah. yeah, and then so that's what got you started, and you're hearing these voices, and then you found some other people that said, "Well, this is cool. Let's let's like check this stuff out." Right. So it it had to have been uh, pretty. Um, how can I say it? Interesting, because again, you created a whole society uh, for people to join and to uh, get trained and stuff like that. So, um, right. Out in Champaign, I think it was Champaign. You said Champaign in Chicago. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yep, so, Champagne. yeah. So, what are some of the what are some of the uh, biggest or most memorable um, mm. investigations that you've gone on? Because I, I know that you've gone with my friend Sonny Boland, and yes. uh, and you guys had. I think there was like an asylum. I don't even know if I want to say it. You know, like what we call it, like a right. You know. Insane asylum well, or whatever, my, uh, a hospital. 
that was uh, Pollock Hospital in um, Bartonville, Illinois, just south of Peoria. And okay. this is one of the one of the best investigations I've been on. Uh, the one I've probably most hate to use the word scared, uh, okay. but I just okay. might on this one. Um, we well, were tell us about it. What here, happened? I will. This place uh, <laughs> This place has a uh, a spirit that's there. They call him Boots because okay. when he walks down the hall, it just sounds like he has boots on. It's very loud. And wow. uh, and we were there one night. It was myself, Sonny, uh, Laura Redman, and Marsha mm-hmm. Mack. We were mm-hmm. all there, and we were in these these buildings are broke up in half. They're like a big H, and one half mm-hmm. one side was men, the other side was women. It's kind of like if you ever been to uh, if you ever in Mantino at Morgan College uh, Cottage down there. It, it's I just like that. But anyway, oh, well, you won't because they tore it down. Uh, okay. They, <laughs> yeah, but hold up, hold up. I Listen to me. I want our listeners to know, because I've already been through this experience. I, I did an investigation out in Kansas City where they raised the building, and that activity is still there. So just for our listeners to know, and Jim, I know you know this, yes. the building might be gone. But there could be, like with the Indian burial grounds, that energy is still there, oh, yeah. and sometimes the spirits are still there. So just because the building is gone, you guys, please do not fool yourself and think that, that there's not some sort of possible activity or spirit attachments or whatever could oh, be exactly. there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I just want to share with our listeners. Okay, go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Well, we've talked about going back and just sitting in this field and trying to see what we got. We just never, it just never happened. Um, okay. So – or in this room, I believe it was the men's side, and uh, we're all sitting around doing EVPs and stuff, and I look at the door, and I see what to me looks like a figure in the door, No, uh, more like a shadow figure. There wasn't any, I couldn't see a face, couldn't see anything. It was just kind of like an outline, uh, wow. foggy outline. So I said something to everybody. I said, did anybody just see that? And it's like, what, what, what? And... I, I'm not built for speed, but I ran to the, to the door, and and uh, Sunny went with me, and uh, I can't believe I beat her to the door, but I uh, got okay. to the hallway, and and I and I looked down, I looked down the hallway, and I, I said, you know, it has to be here, it has to be here. It wasn't that long that I that wow. I'd seen it. So looking down this hallway, and off there was a second door on the left-hand side. I see this real quick, this figure, the same thing, the same shadow anyway, kind of yeah. pokes its head out and then goes right back into the door. And I said, and I told her, I said, there it is. And we ran down, and, of course, the, the little room was, was empty. Mm-hmm. So, that's, wow, that was pretty cool. So later on in the evening, uh, we're down at the women's side or the other side, whichever one it was. And she was taking pictures. Sonny was taking pictures through this uh, door. And she says, Jim, come here. And I go over there where she's at. And she has, like, she has to still have this, uh, five, six pictures all in a row of this this figure kind of leaning out of this hallway and then going back in. 
And it's wow. like, oh, my God. I, I felt good because my story has been uh, has been verified. Yes. So, you know, that was that was one thing there. And, oh, we found out later that there's this guy that or girl, I think it's a guy, that uh, roams that uh, building they call the the peeker. It's either the peeker or the peeper. And all okay. he does is peek around peek around corners. Wow. Wow. And uh, That's cool. so that, that was it was very cool. So then uh, one other time, I've been there maybe three times because always get always get stuff. Wow. One other time we were there, and Sonny was there, myself, and I can't remember exactly who all was there. But uh, the the person that they left there at the building asked us, you know, let me show you something. Let me show you this one room. She says you can't do an investigation here, but I want to show this to you. And a church was doing a renovation, and it had all sorts of religious religious artifacts in there, uh, statues of Jesus, statues of Mary, uh, pews, lights, pulpits. And it's like, oh, man, this would be so cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, we asked the lady again, and she says, no, no, can't really do the investigation here. And I said, oh, that's too bad. And uh, we went on break. She came out and mm-hmm. says, you know what, as long as you don't do any recording or take any pictures, mm-hmm. yes, I'll let you investigate there. I said, Sweet. Wow. So uh, we go in there, and the, well, we decide, it was either Sonny or myself, decided let's, uh, let's do a sermon in, in the room. And I'm a Southern Baptist. I go to church whenever I can. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and um, so we decided to. Uh, I just, I downloaded the Bible into my phone, went back in, okay. stood behind the pulpit. I I was elected to be the uh, the the minister, mm-hmm. and so I get behind that pulpit, and I decided might as well just do uh, Genesis because it's easiest. So I started out with Genesis, 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 and I was putting fire and brimstone and getting all. And in the second day, and anyway, mm-hmm. the, the, these buildings, this room was very long, and the only light we had in there was two exit signs, one on each side of the uh, each side of the building. So it was mm-hmm. pretty dark in there. Uh, someone said, uh, "Look at the look at the shadows over on the wall over here." So I look over, I just raise my head up and look over, and you could see different size shadows going down this wall. Wow. And it was like heading towards heading towards me. And then, wow. then we heard this yeah. And then and this is all you can ask Sonny about this. This is all true. Um mm-hmm. we heard like uh you know these roll up doors when the wind hits them they'll go anyway, making that type of noise. And uh We'd start talking about that, and I said, it's probably just the wind. And somebody looked out a window, but made, there was no wind. There was no wind at all. Yeah. And, oh, going back to the, the shadows, I said, you know, all those are is the uh, the trees moving in the uh, the moonlight or the, the lights outside. Mm-hmm. One of the guys went over to the, uh, it would have been, the windows would have been behind me. He goes behind me and says, Jim, look at these windows. And they were all covered up with black uh, uh, plastic paper. 
or black so, plastic. So what I want to tell so what I want to tell our listening audience right now is that when you're doing paranormal investigations, you know, and you're a good investigator, you're always coming first from the psychic, uh, excuse me, scientific side of everything. You're yes. you're looking yes. at what could be. So you know, Jim, with what you're explaining. Is that okay? The light might be coming in here. The light might be casting a shadow. It could be the wind. It could be that. So that's that's what we do as teams to go out to do paranormal yes. investigations. You know, I've, I've gone in gone in as the psychic transmedium, but I'm still also not just listening to the dead or listening to what I can hear, but I'm also looking at it scientifically as well. And uh, and that's to me in the paranormal investigation area is that's what you want to look for first. And then you really discover the rich, richness of the spirit communication and the contact. And even with you getting yeah. the EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, caught on your recording device, that is such a big deal, and that is scientific proof because that's being captured on something that is scientific. I, you know, I'll say it that way. Yeah. So that yeah, and, 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 the, and uh, the frequency of the voice. When you're recording a human voice, I can't remember the exact way to explain it, but and maybe you can. The human voice comes at a certain frequency, and when it's the voices right. that are from the dead, it's much low, lower where you can't even you shouldn't right. even be able to hear it, and yet and yet it's captured. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, the uh, recorders are a lot more sensitive than your ears are. But in a minute, I'll oh, there you a little go. Story that that has to do with to do with that. So, go ahead. But we were excited, you know, about all this stuff, seeing stuff moving and hearing stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Sonny gives out a little bit of a scream, and it's like, what's wrong? She says, I thought there was, I thought one of the guys was standing next to me, and I turned around to say something to him, and it wasn't, it wasn't him. Um, I don't know if you know oh. Joe and Tyler that used to, I'm sorry? Oh, I just said, whoa. But, yeah, I, I oh, remember okay. there were a couple of other guys that worked with Sonny and her team. Yeah, and it was these guys. Those are the two guys that were with me. Well, it turns out it wasn't him. She turned around to say something, and it was this very tall, uh, older, <laughs> white, really white male. And I say that because he's dead. And it was just a spirit standing there next to her. And uh, wow. she said, Jim, no, we got to, we got to, we got to shut this down. Sonny's wait. Did Sonny describe a fully apparition, Jim? Yes, it's not, that's the way I remember it. Yes. Now, did anyone yep. else see the full appar- apparition, or was it just that she was seeing this apparition and go and being freaked out by it? Well, you know, Sonny, she has some abilities, and oh, uh, she does. You bet she does. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if she actually saw it, saw it, or it was in her her psychic Periphery. ability saw it. Yeah, it. I really yep. don't remember. Yep, yep. So she said, you'll you know, know we got to shut this guys. down. You'll know when they're there. Yep. Oh, you will. Uh, <laughs> she said, we got to shut this down. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I knew how to start it, but I had no idea how to shut this down. So I said, okay, you know, I'd like to thank everybody here, you know, for showing up tonight. Uh, I hope that, uh, you know, you enjoyed my sermon. And and I started running out of things to say. I said, okay, I was a couple of songs, singing singing a couple tunes. Okay, I want you to repeat that last part because the Internet got a little weak there. 
okay, we I decided to uh, do a couple hymns uh, to to close out this um, investigation, if you want to call it that. So, yep, yep. so well, we will do. Uh, oh shoot, we shall uh, we shall overcome, and okay. started doing that, but then. We knew about like the first line, and that was about it. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh crap! So uh, I decided, oh, well, I'll do something. Another one that we all should know, and I can't remember what that one was. Was and it Amazing that didn't Grace? Work either. No, I don't. That might have been. But anyway, we couldn't remember all the words. Two songs. Okay. And we couldn't remember all the words, so we just said, okay, thank you very much. You know, we gone. And yeah. uh, and we got out of that room. Wow. Uh, we thank you. Know, I say thank them all for being there, and you guys stay here, and we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go back and do some more investigating. But that was very, very cool. Now, Jim, when you I, actually work with the dead, um, one of the things that I know that I've had some experiences with, you know, when I've done the psychic house parties and stuff, I had said to this one lady, I said, "Oh, you've got a dead woman here," and she was like, "Oh my God, you can see her," and I said, "Yes." And so when I was getting ready to leave this uh, party to go home, the husband walks in the door, and she said, honey, she goes, she can see our ghost. And right away he said, good, take her with you. And he commanded it. And as soon as he said that, swear to God, I got a very intense migraine headache. Swear to God, like no joke. So I literally was like, I was like, dang it. So now I've got this dead woman attached onto me. So I have to go out to my car, and there's no way I can drive. So I so right. I had to do a spirit intervention and a spirit releasement with her, which we call soul rescue work. And um, it was one of those things where I ended up telling her, look over her left shoulder. I want you to see somebody that you loved when you were alive. This was probably one of the most intense stories for me um, because no matter how hard I tried to get her to find somebody that she loved when she was alive, no one would show up, no one would show up. And when you're doing this work, it's like layers of onions that just keep peeling off and you start getting more information. So the more information I got, it occurred to me that she was adopted, she was alone, she was uh, very lonely, and then the very, very last thing I said, ma'am, isn't there anybody, anything that you loved or that was uh, that you when you were alive? And you know what showed up, Jim? No kidding. A seeing eye dog. Wow. So the person was blind. She was also blind. And as soon as wow. I saw that seeing eye dog, I get goosebumps to this day. She grabbed a hold of that the the leash or whatever that piece is that they'd hold, and then they right. both walked into the light, and then my migraine headache completely lifted, dissipated, and I was able to drive home. Wow. So what I yeah. loved about what you just said was when you said, you guys stay here and do not come home with us. That's something yeah. really important for people to know when you guys want to start getting into the paranormal area. Yes. Protection before and protection when you leave. Yes, yes, for sure. And, and again, I still appreciate taking these dead guys, and sometimes you have locations that are so inundated with 
kind of like just a lot of dead people because they haven't ascended. And But if you find yourself in a position like I was in, then you want to go ahead and help them cross over and get them into the light if you can. And some some people aren't yeah. ready to go. And sometimes you've got like a different energy of being that's still there. So so what happened well, with you guys then? So you guys just ended up leaving or did anyone have anyone following them or what happened? No, as far as I know, nobody followed us um, or me. And I figured they'd probably taunt me for giving such a bad sermon, but uh, nobody, um, <laughs> nobody, uh, nobody said anything about that. Okay. Um, and I think we, we just finished up our our uh, investigation, but we had to take a break after that because it was that was pretty. We were all kind of shaken up. Yeah. It, uh Yeah. That was quite an experience for us. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you, you, mentioned, very, very you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned an attachment. I've had mm-hmm. probably like one and a half. Uh, my full what one. What do you mean? Was well, one of them I caught before it really got too bad, and Good. the the one that the one that went full tilt on me. We were doing a. Uh, I used to work with. Um, Laura Redmond doing paranormal kicks cancer benefits. Yes. I think we did three of them, and mm-hmm. you were one of them. You were one, you were one yep. at Bartonville, weren't you? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. And, I know it's uh, one of them. Yes, I think so because I remember. I think you're set up near a door, but uh, mm-hmm. we uh, we set this up, and it was in Elk Grove Village at a at a Holiday Inn, and uh, there was a. a a Chicago, um, I don't know what to call him, a guy that did seances and stuff. He was there, and he did a seance at the end of the – Yeah, medium. Okay, thank you. Uh, He was doing a a seance at the end, and I was sitting next to Nancy Resman. I I imagine you might know her. Um, She had this ghost tracker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she, she has this – had this ghost tracker app on a, on a tablet. And when this was all over with, I asked her, I said, what are all these dots? What are these yellow dots and red dots and green dots? Well, they're, uh, they're spirits that are in the room. I'm thinking, oh, wow. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Um, I said, okay, what, is the, what do the red ones mean? She goes, I don't know. I said, what about the green ones? I don't know. She goes, let me look this up. And as she was looking this up, Sunny came up to me and put her hand on, on my shoulder and said, are you okay? And I looked at her wow. and I said, yeah, I'm fine. And then just burst into tears. I was wow. bawling like a baby. And uh, so her and the, there were a bunch of people there that knew Reiki and all this stuff. And they came over and they were trying to calm me down. And uh, they told me to grabbed my chest and grabbed something out of my chest and throw it away and said, get at and say, get out of me and stuff like this. Although a lot of this I don't remember. Yeah. And uh, I do remember stop. I stopped crying. I can't say crying, man. I was bawling. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And someone said, well, here he comes again. And then it, I started bawling again. Well, finally they got it out. Wow. And as it turns out, I guess they were talking to this person, and he was a uh, victim of a uh, airline crash that took off out of uh, 
O'Hare, and an engine dropped off and landed on the runway and crashed uh, near the real near the airport um, in a trailer park. And apparently, this was one of the victims. Wow! Yeah, I, I didn't know, but uh, yeah. that was my full blown one, and it, it drained me. I mean, everybody. This was the last night and everything. Everybody went out and was at the bar and everything, and uh, I couldn't even make it through dinner. I, I couldn't eat. Uh, yeah. So I just I went to bed. Say so I was just yeah. I was just drained. But wow. that was my full one. Wow, I had a I had a, an investigation that I was doing for one of my friends, and as soon as I walked in the house, I said I looked at her and I said, "Did your father die?" And she said, "Yes, he did." Well, they had a very uh, tumultuous relationship. And I swear to God, I know I protected myself ahead of time, but this guy was this guy was really strong. He jumped right inside of me, and they started he started yelling at her for not showing up at his funeral, and all this other stuff. And I, and wow. I mean, how would I know that? And he's yelling at her, and she's yeah. yelling back, and he's yelling at her, and it's like, oh my God! So he was a, he was completely attached onto me, and I could not have gotten out of that house faster. So when you're talking about being drained. You know, I'm starting to write my psychic books now because people have asked me for a long time. So that story is going to be in one of my books. Yeah. But when oh, you yeah. have an attachment like that, Jim, I'm telling you, you are drained, and and it's some it's like being dizzy and lightheaded and, and kind of like where am I or or what's there's so much going on when this person's consciousness is also hanging on you and trying to it's like a leech that's trying to pull energy off of you. And yeah. um, or somebody plugging into your energy, and it's supposed to be one man, you know, one captain per ship, you know, not not a couple. Right. You know, so uh, I totally get what, what you're saying. Yeah, and it took it took me a while. Well, it took me actually the next day that I had to go through an uh, an exorcism exorcism experience myself to get him off of me. And so many other things uh, coming just, up that experience was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just glad all these other. Uh, People knew what to do because uh, yeah, oh my God, I know I you would have gone anything. home with that, and you wouldn't have known what to do with that. Yes, exactly. My dog hears something. A dog barking outside. Okay, okay. So my daughter and I are both exorcists. We work together as uh, as a team to do exorcisms. So it's good that they knew what to do when you had that and some people just don't even know that they've got attachments uh and sometimes the attachments can come on at birth sometimes they can come on if you have a mental emotional physical or spiritual experience that's like a shock or a trauma to your body to your psyche that's when attachments can come on you also so that's another thing for our listeners to know yeah so jim was there like another really great yeah i know right and it's a good thing they handled that they got you cleared. Was there another uh, really big investigation or something else that you thought that was just like out of this world, crazy good, or anything like that? that yeah, there, there was one we have the, a couple of people that have called in, and I, I'm sure they want to ask you a question or two. Um, so, anything uh, else or anything that you can you. tell our listeners? What should they do? What should they look out for? Well, you know, earlier we were talking about different frequencies that our voice, our voice can hear, or our ears can hear, and our uh, recorders can hear. This, yeah. 
this was at a Randolph County uh, almshouse uh, mm-hmm. in Randolph County, Indiana. And, and anybody that can get to go there, it's it's pretty it's a pretty good place to go for an investigation. It's a it's a pay to play. Uh, it's like all places we have to pull together like four hundred bucks and go visit. But um, okay. it was myself uh, in in this building. They have a uh, a jail cell. It's kind of, it was kind of like a poorhouse. I think when it finally closed, it was a poorhouse. And they had this jail cell in one of the rooms, and it was for the people that lived there that came home drunk or got violent or something. They would stick them in this jail cell. Okay. So there was uh, myself, uh, Darcy, uh, Darcy Denton, um, Marissa Sylvester, and another member of my group, uh, Carol Kalk. We were all sitting in there. And we hadn't been in there very long, and I said, so if anybody's in here, uh, were you ever kept in this cage or in this cell? Mm -hmm. And there was a real loud no. And I looked over at at Darcy, and I said, did you hear that? She goes, yes. It was a very, very loud no. And I looked over at the other two women. I said, did you guys hear that? And they were both, no, we didn't hear a thing. And... uh, so when you get it on the uh, the voice recorder and you listen back, there's nothing there. You hear me ask you hear me ask the question, then you hear me ask Darcy, did you did you hear that? Mm-hmm. And I, I I still have no idea how that works. How two of us could hear it, two of us couldn't. The voice recorder didn't pick it up. I have no idea how that works. Uh, I'll never figure that out. Uh, so that wow. was that was one thing that was pretty. I thought was pretty odd. I also had a a, doing a a, a antique store and Mm -hmm. I was getting tired. So I went in this guy's office and where I had the uh, monitor set up for the cameras and I was just trying to stay awake watching these cameras. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Laura Redmond, she comes in and says, who are you talking to? Are you talking to someone on your phone? I said, no. So mm-hmm. fighting to stay awake. And she mm-hmm. says, well, we can hear a conversation outside here. It's just like one-sided. You can hear you can hear a voice, and we can't find it anywhere. I said, okay. So late, she came back into where the investigation was and said, well, mm-hmm. it wasn't Jim. I don't know what's happening there. He's talking to himself, or I don't know what she said. But everybody <laughs>, laughs, and then you hear this little girl, this little girl's laugh, a little, <laughs> It's like what the? Aww. She came in and and uh, so we made we made someone laugh that night. It made me feel good. Oh, that's so cute. Now, where was this place located that you're talking about? One of the listeners had wanted to know. The uh, the one I just mentioned. It was it's a uh, antique store down in Champagne down here in Champagne. Oh, in Champagne. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So. So I literally, so when I do the psychic house parties, I normally record the readings. Like I record all my readings because I can't tell what's going to come out of my mouth because, you know, most often it's not me talking anyway. And I said to one of my um, clients, this was probably about, I don't know, a couple years ago, I said to her, I said, oh, my God, I said, are you going to have another baby? And she was like, no. And I'm like, really? And she goes, no. And I said, well, I see another baby here. So she goes, I'm too old for that. 
So she wasn't sure if it was going to be her daughter or not. On the recording, just slightly, I think it was pretty much before I even said that, you heard, of, when we played it back, you heard a voice going, Mama. Oh, that was man. a clear spirit voice. And then I'm getting psychically, are you having another baby? So uh, then her family, somebody in her family did get pregnant just a while after that. So that was that spirit cool showing that? up. Yeah, how cool is that? Hey, Jim, you know, um, oh, my God, I've loved talking to you right now. We do have some listeners that have been so patient. They've been hanging on the line. So why don't we go ahead yeah. and go to a couple of listeners here and see if they that have a question good. for you or a question for me, okay? All righty. Here we go. All righty. Let's, let's see. Hello, caller. Who is this and where are you calling from? Hi, Joanne. Um, hi, Jim. Um, this is Patricia. Hello. I'm calling from Alabama. Hi. And I really have enjoyed um, the ghost stories. Um, I'll tell you real quick here. I'm going to try to be real quick with mine. Um, it was, I, I knew this guy probably about, maybe about 15 years ago that um, we had befriended him. He did electrical work and, for my mom, and I just happened to go over there, and I met him. Well, long story short, we had sort of developed this, um, um, well, we were, we were trying to see if we could develop something, um, and, I, and I will say it was, it was short-lived. Um, but huh? I can remember one night um, he spent he spent the night with me, and um, a lot of times I would pray over um, uh, get my oil anointed, or I would okay. anoint the oil. And so we were just talking. Um, he was going through a lot of difficult issues um, spiritually. And mm-hmm. I can remember uh, a lot of times I would um, shower and then I would put a lot of the, I was sleeping in anointed oil. And this particular wow. night, particular night, I had anointed oil on me and asked him, did he want to be anointed? And he told me that I could put some on him. And when I began to touch him, uh, he was laying on his face, so I couldn't really see his eyes or anything. But when I began to put it on his back, he started saying in this voice that was really, really uh, almost like demonic, like he was saying, it's, it's burning, it's burning. <laughs> and his back started whipping up. He started like the whip started coming on his back and oh, I just continued yes I, I, I wish I had taken pictures but I just began to pray I start calling on Jesus I start calling on my angels because I knew something was taking place and I had to cover my children because I had children sleeping Amen. in the other room and we had to all be covered and so I just began yes, to pray and pray and pray and he continued to tell me it's burning and I said you're not because he was trying to get up I said you you can't wow. get up you cannot wow. get up and I yeah. prayed and prayed until I was told that it was okay and do you wow. know he did not remember anything he did not remember I, this 
I will bet you but, he did not, Patricia, because it was not his memories to have. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I took him somewhere and got him delivered. I had to. I, 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 I didn't remove myself from around him, but I told him I knew someone who, because uh, I asked him, do you, do, what, is, what is going on with you? Do you know you? He said he knew, he knew he had capabilities, but they were dark. Well, wow. we did get, we did. We, I, I took him somewhere. It was like about, um, uh, it, it's this, it's a powerful woman here who is uh, ordained. Uh, and um, we would worship. And he went on one of those worshiping days. And even when she came around after we would have service and then she would prophesy, once she got to him, she told everybody to be quiet because mm-hmm. there was actual demons. She said that, you know, that she, when she was, when she put her hand on him, she was like, no, we, you're just going to have to be quiet. Like it, you could see it on him. But mm-hmm. she did remove everything off of him. And he said, he told me he felt empty. He said he was empty. No, you. Oh, my. I had to explain oh to him that, no, it, it, it was not right. You were not right. But well, after, you know, I just felt like it was a charge. It was for me to help him because after that, I no longer talked to him or seen him yeah, after he Yeah, for sure, was, Patricia. That was meant for you to be in his life and for you to assist him in that exorcism. And the thing is, sometimes when you have somebody that has, to me that sounded more like a possession than just an attachment, because for Mm -hmm. him to have felt empty and void, it's like this being or this entity was like pushing, like trying to push his soul out. So really that would be, to me, that would be a time where he needed like soul retrieval, where, where somebody was able to come in and actually get him reintegrated back into his body, get his spirit fully pulled back into his body. But I do believe that it was meant for him to, you guys to cross paths and for you to not only do a healing on him, but to bring him to a place in which he could be free of that spirit. So thank, thank you for doing that for, you know, another fellow soul, you know? Yes. Oh my God. And I'll say this one thing, and I do have a question. I know there's other people. I, I, I forgot to mention this. He did have an upside down ram on his shoulder and he said he used a Ouija board during days and that and the person who delivered him who she said that was the portal. She told him. Yes. It's the portal. You bet it was. You know when you got tattoo removals, that's the thing I'd be getting burned off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Get that thing off of me, man. Wow, yes. people don't realize well, what they're doing sometimes, even playing with the Ouija boards. They do not know the vortexes exactly. that you're opening up, and you don't know who's coming in. So, you know, Ooh. my thought is unless you know what you're doing, please do not play with the Ouija board. No Ouija board for me, ever. No, ma'am. <laughs> quick, quick question here. Yes, ma'am. Um, and thank you for letting me um, share. Um, my pleasure. My twin brother is in. Uh, he's in a relationship with this lady that um, he's finally uh, uh, started a, a commitment with. He uh, in the past they were just off and on, but he's in this committed relationship, which it is it, it, it sometimes conflict with the care of. Uh, and okay. do you see him? 
the the fog finally being removed from his brain and him, you know, coming around to see that. Uh, I guess, do you see him removing this woman out of our life? Because I feel like it's the family because it, it conflicts with us getting to the uncle to help care for him. And it's been something we've done for eight or nine years now since my father has been passed. But this is so conflicting and so chaotic and a lot of confusion since she's in Yeah, but is somebody picture. supposed to be passing away there, Patricia? Oh, my has God. Somebody, is somebody's medical health deteriorated so much that they could transition? Well, as my know? uncle has... He it, about a year ago he had an amputation, and from my understanding, we've had care. We've had someone there that we, you know, we've all been taking care of him, and then we had outside help, which he got to be a little better. And the outside help has been removed as far as the agency, but it's just the family. So well, then I would keep- I would keep your eyes open and make sure that everything is medically, you know, taken care of and stuff like that. Because, because again, remember, there's nothing wrong with dying. I heard a rumor. None of us are getting out of this thing alive. And, right. And we know it's a rite of passage. It's our last rite of passage when we're on this uh, planet incorporated in this body. And uh, and God watches over and take care, takes care of all of us, and we know that. Yes. So yes. your question is um, keep blessing your uncle and keep praying for your brother, for him to, because I don't know that his karma is done with this woman just yet. Okay. Thank you so if much. I love sense. you, Jorian. Thank you. Oh, Jen. thank you, thank you, Patricia. You. <laughs> God bless you, so you much, and I, I will enjoy. talk to you God again. Bless I know you. I will. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. That, you, know, you know, you're talking that about the That was a good uh, story, yeah, word. Jim? That, that was that was I uh, ears perked up. You're talking about Ouija boards. Um, I I don't use them personally, but I know uh-huh. people that that do and are very good with them. And yeah. uh, I've had I've had this one one lady that lives in uh, lives in Arizona now on my show a couple times, and she explained to me, you know, what's the difference between using a Ouija board. And doing EVPs or or doing anything, you're trying. Is, is there anybody here that wants to talk to me or anything? Says so what's what's the I difference? I can give you my opinion. I'll let you know, but you tell me what you told her. I I agreed with her. I thought you know you're absolutely right. Um, and I've changed my ways. I, I never will use a Ouija board, but I don't I don't fear them. Right, 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 and, but right, right. Would... But here, here's the but here's the deal. When you pick up a gun. You have been trained how to use it. You're supposed to know right. how to pick up a gun. You're, no, you're supposed to know how to disassemble it. You're supposed to know how to clean it. You're supposed to know, and intention is everything, right? Right. Same, right. Thing, same thing with a knife or any other tools that we have. So it's a right. tool, and it doesn't come along with the proper um, education and training on how to use it properly because you are, you're, you know, so we're... As a human being, we're in the 120. We're using like 120 current, which is probably way more. But when you start working in the spiritual field, you're plugging into 220. And you know what can happen if you're not prepared when you're plugging yourself into 220 current. Boom. Big problem. 
So with the Ouija board, when people aren't showing you how to protect yourself, call in the higher spirits, not just anybody from the other side, lower astral planes, lost spirits. You know, Uncle Harry isn't any smarter dead than he was alive. He's just dead. And he died with that consciousness. So if you've got other people that were killers and murderers, because, again, we as spirits are supposed to be learning all of the lessons. So no rights or wrongs here. There's just a lot of karma to be learned. But when somebody is angry and upset and they're dying, and they're dying in that state of mind, they might not see the light and they might not ascend. So then you've got these people that are stuck here, and all of a sudden if they're seeing a couple of kids playing around the table... And they're going to go like, hey, there's some kids there. I'm going to slip through that door. I know that my girlfriend has twins, and they were playing with the Ouija board. And a spirit came out with the Ouija board and said, your brother is going to die at the age of 33. Now, this was the two twins that were playing. And they were going like, well, the spirit just said, Ronnie's going to die at the age of 33. And Ronnie died at the age of 33. And that message was given to the Ouija board. Now, does that mean it was a bad spirit delivering the message? No, it doesn't have to be be a bad spirit. But when people are using the Ouija board and everything is sunny and bright and everything is good, then suddenly they're depressed and they're becoming suicidal, that makes me think that they weren't protected when they were trying to use this medium as as a spirit communication device. So that's why I tell people, unless you are trained, and I say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, and the only antidote is a lot of knowledge. Yep. So so I'm going to get off my pulpit now, Jim. No, that's okay. (laughs) It's just just sad that this thing is being being sold as a a toy. Uh, Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. And there are, like they say, there are no instructions, so... Well, it also makes me think when certain things are created, you know, everything that's created comes in from the astral planes. It's already being created on the other side, and then it's channeled in through people that can hear it and create it here in the physical world. So everything always is created first in the spiritual realm. So it just makes me kind of wonder, you know, like why there wasn't other things that were kind of put along with this as of instructions and stuff. Hey, and I've got to tell you guys, I cannot believe that our entire hour has just blown by. Jim, I've been so uh, mesmerized by all of your stories. I hope our listeners have been too. And you know what, guys? Uh, I want to thank everybody that's called in today. Uh, I'm sorry we couldn't get out to all the phone calls. Um, And... And, of course, Jim, I want to invite you back on. Would you come back on and share some more stories with us and, and communicate with us? Oh, you know I would. Stuff? You know I will, yeah. Fabulous, fabulous. So, everyone, you know, um, this is Jory and the Coffee Psychic. If you would like a more in-depth reading with me, my number is 219-940-9292. You can check me out on coffeepsychic.com. You can check out my Facebook my Facebook page, Jory and the Coffee Psychic, or Jory and Coffee Psychic. Uh, I am having a seance this weekend. You can give me a call if you'd like to participate. And I want to say love to all, love you all. It was great having you and being with you tonight, Jim. And I yes. hope you'll come back. All right. Well, hugs and kisses, oh, everybody. 
And we'll see you yeah, next week right here in. at your psychic connection. Thanks, Jim. All right, no problem. Good night, guys. Good night, everyone.